With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This nationwide keyword on our website. Cash. That's cash. Enter it now. All right, Billy Cunningham, the great America. Welcome this Tuesday afternoon in the Tri-State. Of course, the Reds play the Yanks for the next three. The Reds are maybe the hottest team in baseball. They've won the last three games. I think they've won four of the last seven in walk-off fashion, including a walk-off balk. A walk-off balk. Try saying that ten times. So to get ready for tonight's game is the great number 21, Paul O'Neill, who spent eight years with the Red Legs and nine years with the Yankees. Currently, he's uh, one of the voices of the Yankees television crew with Michael Kay, and he's in the game tonight in the Bronx getting ready for the Reds. And Paul O'Neill, uh, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Paulie, are the Yanks in fear of a team like the Reds coming in to Yankee Stadium, having won the last three games against Tampa Bay, and then four of the last seven in walk-off fashion? Do the Yanks fear the Reds? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if the Yanks fear anybody at this point. <laughs> they had kind of a historical season. They're going to pat the Reds on the back for doing good work against the Rays. I mean, obviously the Rays are in the American League East. Uh, to this point, I mean, going to the All-Star break next week, the Yankees have had an unbelievable season. Uh, pitching's been unbelievable. Uh, Aaron Judge is, uh, you know, the face of baseball right now. But, you know, the Reds, I, I think that any time you play, um, you know, an elite team in baseball, which the Yankees are right now, you kind of measure yourself and you kind of judge yourself on where we need to go. And uh, always interested to see, uh, you know, interleague play with the Reds going into New York. You know, I know you have a home here and you got a home all over the place. But do you still follow the Reds when you're in New York and you're doing the games, the Yankees? You had the honor of playing for the baseball's oldest franchise and now maybe baseball's most valuable franchise. And uh, you're there in New York. Do you ever? Do you still follow the Reds, how the Reds are doing? And ever, have you ever thought about getting back into baseball as a general manager? But first of all, do you follow the Reds anymore? Well, you know, you always follow, uh, you know, we spend still a lot of time in Cincinnati. So, you know, you follow the things. I actually play golf with Chris Welsh, who does the game. So, uh, you know, sure, I, I, I stay up with them uh, much more in tune with the American League East and the American League because I'm still, you know, working for the Yankees. So, um, uh, you know, when you play for two organizations, two of the better traditionally, two of the better organizations in baseball uh, historically, Sure, you you stay stay in tune. Um, you know, I, I I've seen ex players from the Yankees that I played with. I still see ex players from the Reds that I played with. So, uh, you know, once you bring them together, those those are the stories that you remember. And as far as Aaron Boone, you know, there's always a connection to Cincinnati. Anywhere in the world, it comes back to Cincinnati. Aaron Boone, the manager of the Yankees, is of course a Red, and you're a Red. 1990, one of the great uh, seasons. In fact, it's been 32 years since that has happened. Does Aaron Boone ever saddle up next to Paul O'Neill and talk about uh, the game tonight and tomorrow night and Thursday? Uh, does he pick your brain about how you can bring down one of the hottest teams in baseball, the Cincinnati Reds? 
Aaron Boone is very transparent, and I mean, he comes from generations of baseball, obviously. It's a very cool matchup with, uh, you know, Bell on one side and Aaron Boone on the other. You know, if you trace their families back of the generations and the games that have been uh, part of these families, uh, kind of a neat matchup. But uh, always, you know, every time I see a Cincinnati Reds uniform in the Bronx, in Yankee Stadium, it takes me back to where I was young, and the Reds were playing the Yankees in the World Series. Back there, you didn't have interleague. So those are still the memories that I have uh, when I see the Reds and the Yankees go at it. And tell the story, and I tell people in Cincinnati when I see you around the golf course here and there about how you got the number 21. Because in your book, uh, which is still the New York Times bestseller, uh, which is entitled Swing and a Hit, Nine Innings of What Baseball Taught Me, how did Paul O'Neill from Columbus get the number 21? Well, actually, when I went to my first major league camp, I was number 57. Um, <laughs> when I got called up in 1985, which was a couple weeks before Pete Rose got his infamous hit, uh, Bernie Stowe, uh, you know, gave me number 21. And the first thing that came to my mind is, you know, what a cool number uh, because of the Roberto Clemente part of it. And it just some great players have worn that number. Uh, and I was very fortunate to, to when I was traded to New York, nobody was wearing the number. So I was able to, you know, use that number for my whole career. And, you know, when you play baseball, there's some kind of like identity that goes along with a number. And uh, number 21 is that to me. I mean, I can look at a chair. I can look at a, a license plate. When I see number 21, it resonates. That's that's my number. And uh, now that, um, you know, you don't play anymore, you look back uh, again. I was fortunate enough to wear the same number my whole career and uh it, it still means something to me paul o'neill when you were traded from the reds i recall that happening a guy named roberto Co kelly roberto kelly was uh, uh was needed by cincinnati they thought and so here paul o'neill a lifelong reds fan from columbus home in cincinnati you're traded to new york and at that point you may recall the new york yankees had not been good for a while and, and you went to new york and did you feel like you were gotten rid of by the Reds or you were desired by the Yankees? What was it? Well, I think initially, anytime you're traded, uh, you feel like you're gotten rid of. It, it's kind of like, hey, if I was good enough, you wouldn't want to trade me. So, you know, now that you look back, it is the nature of baseball. And, um, you know, it was I was extremely disappointed. I mean, my wife and kids were, you know, we were raising them in Cincinnati. We had become residents. Um, still are i mean our kids ended up going to school here their whole uh you know school life but anytime you're traded i think it's kind of a knock but then you know with the the opportunity that i had in new york uh going there at the perfect time uh playing with unbelievable players seeing what the tradition of the yankees you know meeting joe dimaggio meeting mickey mantle whitey ford yogi Ferrer. i mean these things are uh, you know, it's like going to a historical museum when you take the, the, the first spring training field. So uh, I, I can't complain. Uh, I wouldn't have done it any different as far as in the order which I played. I thought the Reds had the best minor league um, system at the time. I thought when we got to the major leagues, we were ready to play. And then at the perfect time of my career, I was, uh, you know, traded to New York and, and able to play uh, in one of the greatest stretches in baseball history in the late 90s, winning four world championships. In the early 1990s, uh, your friend and mine, Jose Rio and Juan Marichal, invited me down to the DR to play in a golf tournament in the Dominican Republic. In my group was Whitey Ford. And uh, Mickey Mantle was there, but he didn't play. He was in, in ill health. 
And for me just to sit at a table and say, there's Whitey Ford, there's Robin Roberts, oh, there's Juan Marichal, hey, there's Sandy Koufax, uh, I was a gaga. When you were in the first spring training in Yankees, I think I think it was in Tampa, and you're in the dugout as a new guy kind of fighting for a position in the outfield, they assume you're going to play right field, but who knows. And in walks Joe DiMaggio. Uh, how did you feel? Uh, it, it, you're star-studded. I mean, again, I grew up a, a young kid that was a, an unbelievable baseball fan when certain names are just iconic, and you just don't uh, – you, you take a second look. And, and again, that's the first time I realized, hey, I, I'm somewhere different because I remember walking out to the, my first spring training practice and, and seeing Whitey Ford, Yogi Berra, Mickey Mantle, Reggie Jackson, Ron Guidry, these guys all in uniform because of the tradition of the New York Yankees. That's what uh, Mr. Steinbrenner wanted to keep. And, um, you know, you talk about Whitey Ford and Mickey Mantle. I was reading the story the other day in 1963, they were at a spring training game, and a young player named Pete Rose walked and sprinted down to first base. And Whitey Ford looked over to Mickey Manny and said, there, there's a Charlie Hustle for you. And supposedly that's how he got his name. So, you know, there's a lot to go back and forth. I mean, you, you talk about Don Gullett. You talk about Dave Collins, Griffey. Uh, there's a lot of players that have played for both organizations, and uh, I'm one that was fortunate enough to do that. Well, when your book, which is still the New York Times bestseller, I understand, swing and a hit, nine innings of what baseball taught me, can you give the American people this afternoon one or two things that baseball taught Paul O'Neill? Well, I mean, I've told my kids ever since they were little, I, I love the parallels of sports and real life because there's so many ups and downs. I mean, there's there's winning World Series and then there's over 25 slumps. So, you know, there, there's a roller coaster ride. Not everything is easy. The minor leagues are, believe me, the hardest years you ever go through to get to the major leagues. But then you, know, you get to taste, you know, what it's like to live out a dream as far as, you know, I, I sat in the backyard in Columbus, Ohio, dreaming about you know, playing Major League Baseball. And, uh, you know, that that's really the, the one lesson that I learned is how many parallels there are in sports in real life. How low can you go? How high can you go? Now, lastly, there's speculation in Cincinnati. Luis Castillo, the great uh, Reds uh, right-handed pitcher, is going to be a New York Yankee. And, uh, of course, the Reds don't want to sign him because they got to pay a lot of money and they're in a salary dump mode. And they're in last place, about 48,000 games out of first, but nonetheless to the hottest team in baseball. Uh, do the Yankees need more Reds to make them better, like Luis Castillo? Do you need Luis Castillo? Well, anybody needs Luis Castillo. He's a tremendous pitcher. But, you know, that's one strength that the Yankees have right now, and that's why they're going through this run. I mean, their starting five has been unbelievable. Uh, their, their bullpen, uh, you know, you, you've got a guy that has become the new closer in Clay Holmes, who's the best closer in baseball. you got Chapman's coming back. Domingo Herman is coming back. Loisaga, who was the best bullpen guy in the league, coming back. So pitching is not an issue at this point. Uh, I think if add anything, it would be uh, possibly some speed in the outfield. But, uh, you know, this is the time of year where you're going to have a lot of speculations and rumors about trades. Um, obviously, the Cincinnati Reds uh, being out as far as they are, uh, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of rumors that surround that team. A couple other questions. If in uh, fantasy heaven, let's say we're all inside the pearly gates, and much like in the field of dreams, there's the 1998 Yankees playing the 1990 Reds. Which team do you play on? 
<laughs> you know what, Bill? We won. Our final record in 1998 was 125 and 50. So I, I'm <laughs> sorry, but I got to take that team. I don't know that I had more fun in 98 because 1990 was really, really cool. I mean, we were un- underdogs to the to the unbelievable odds of us going out and sweeping the mighty Oakland A's. But, um, you know, great memories of both. But 1998, I think, uh, by far was the best team that I was fortunate enough to be a part of. Uh, we had good players. We had great players. We had Hall of Fame players. And it just seems like we, we didn't have injuries. Uh, we did, Everybody had a good year. Uh, just like everything um, just just went ahead as planned. And a lot of times that doesn't happen. If uh, If the game's on the line, it's the ninth inning, and you look down from the dugout to the bullpen, do you bring in Mariana Rivera, or do you bring in the Nasty Boys? Well, I tell you what, I you know what, <laughs> you're asking tough questions here, Bill. This was supposed to be an easy interview. Obviously, Mariana Rivera was the best closer of all time. So to start the 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 answer, I've got to bring in Mariana Rivera. But when I look back at 1990 and the way that the game is played today. I think the Nasty Boys changed baseball. I think that teams emulate the way that other teams win. And if you look at Dibble, Myers, and Charlton mm. and what they did in our bullpen in 1990, I think it changes the way baseball is played and it's still played today because the great teams have great bullpens. Would you rather play for Joe Torre or, or Pot Rose Lou Pinella? With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> they both have their strong points. Lou is a little fiery, but you know, that's what we needed. Uh, when when Joe Torrey took over in 1996, he was just the perfect fit. We had made the playoffs in 95. Joe Torrey had an unbelievable way of, of uh, you know, knowing players and, and people and understanding that, you know, players weren't just robots out there, that what was going on in your life, uh, you know, kind of dictated how you played on the field. And, uh, you know, he's just a guy that was a big part of my career. Lou Pinella obviously expected a lot out of me. And, again, I, I would never say anything wrong. He, he expected a lot because he thought that you know, I, was, I, I was a player. And sometimes I couldn't live up to that, and it was frustrating at that time in my career. But, um, again, uh, when you add everything up, you look at the guys that were part of your career that had impacts on your career, and I would say both those guys did. Lastly, uh, you were on top of Lou Pinella pulling him off Rob Dibble. If there was no one around in the Reds locker room and it was Dibble v. Pinella and nobody uh, got involved, who wins that matchup? Well, I tell you what, Dibbs was in his prime and Lou was a little over his prime. So, you know what, we were pulling Dibble off of Lou Pinella, I'm sorry to say. but Dibble would have killed him. Out, Bill, it's it's kind of like me and you, but I, got, I like my chances over you right now. Maybe not on the golf course, but in life, no question. Yes, I, well, when I agree. You, when you walk into the pearly gates many years from now, are you wearing a Reds cap or a Yankees cap? 
Oh, my goodness. Bill, I, I think you're breaking up right now. I don't know that I could even hear. But you know what? I, <laughs> again, I would never do my career over um, in the in the way it happened, starting with the Reds, ending with the Yankees. But, Bill, let's face it, man, my best years in the, were in New York. Yeah. Uh, I still love Cincinnati. I'm still proud to say that uh, my kids were raised here, were still residents uh, and come up here. I still see you on the golf course. So Cincinnati is definitely a big, big part of our lives. Uh, can the Yanks be competitive with the Reds tonight? That's the big thing. The stories in the Inquirer today, I know you're in New York and not reading them, but there's a thought here that the Yankees lost their last two games. They got beat up badly in Boston. The, the Reds have won four of the last seven on walk-off fashion, three in a row against Tampa. Can the Yanks be competitive? Yeah, you know, the weird thing is we've got Garrett Cole. And uh, oh, that Garrett guy. Cole, one of <laughs> unbelievable pitchers in baseball. But if you look at his lifetime stats against Cincinnati Reds, he has beat them one time in, I think, 12 or 13 starts. So I don't know. Maybe the Reds uh, have his number. But, uh, Bill, if you're betting a dollar on the game tonight, I might want to throw it on the Yankees. Just saying. Michael K versus Marty Brenneman. The better broadcaster. Well, Marty Brenneman's in the Hall of Fame. Michael Kay is still working, so uh, I, I, I got to give Marty <laughs> props. I mean, only so many people make the Hall of Fame, and uh, he's still, he's there. Thank you very much, Paul O'Neill. Of course, you're having your number number is going to be uh, retired uh, next month in August. You have a monument next to Mickey Mantle and Whitey Ford and Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth. You know, Paulie, that's not bad. When you went to the Yankees in 93, if you could have charted out the next, uh, what, 29 years, it's, it's been a fabulous ride, and it continues. Paul O'Neill, once again, thank you for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. We'll do it again. Thank you, Paulie. Willie, have a good one. Thank you, man. Uh, let's continue with more. Your reaction? The Yanks can be competitive, I think, much like, unlike 1976, when the Reds, when it counted, won four in a row and swept the Yanks out of the World Series. We'll see what happens tonight. Starting about 6.05 with Lance McAllister. All on News Radio 700 WLW. Hey, hey. Start spreading the news. Down the right field line. Goodbye. The Red are in New York to play nine fat ones against the Yankees. Way back and way gone. Can our men in red defuse the Bronx Bombers? That's the ball game. That's the ball game. That's the ball game. Get the call live tonight at 6.05 on 700 WLW and 700 WLW's live stream on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, hey. hey, it's Eddie for Lone Pronto, knowing that we're all in Cincinnati in one way or another. Uh, the Yankees had to come to Cincinnati to get their manager, Aaron Boone. They came to Cincinnati to get the Paul O'Neill, the anchor right field of their great teams. Everything connected to the world comes through Cincinnati. And Paul O'Neill continues to have a home here along with three or four other places, including New York. And I'll tell you one little story about Paulie. I'm doing my uh, five-year run uh, on television during the afternoon doing, doing uh, my talk show in uh, downtown Manhattan. I was right across the street from the Madison Square Garden. And uh, doing that, uh, I did 650 live television shows. And uh, at one point, I wanted to go watch a Yankees game. So I called Paulie and said, hey, Paul, uh, uh, how about a couple? I needed four tickets. I think Scott Sloan went. I think you know, Sloan was there. It might have been Jeff Henderson. And me and somebody was always with me, my body man. And we, we took the – and I wanted to take a subway. Someone said take a car. I said no. In my life as a great American, I've never been on the subway. I said I'm going to take a subway to see exactly 
how what it's like to be on the subway. So it was it was stinky, it was dirty, it was hot. Nonetheless, and when I talked to Paul, I said, "Look, if you're in the area, come on by and watch the show." And uh, it was baby mama drama. And so he said, uh, "Okay, I can do it next week. Give me a call." So I got him in, and he's sitting there in my office, and we're we're just chewing the chewing uh, chewing the fat and just talking. And my producers, a couple of producers came in. We had like 65 employees, including my EP. And, she, and, and these three women almost lost it when they walked into my office. And they're sitting Paul O'Neill. And I thought, what's the big deal? Paul O'Neill is a much bigger thing in New York City than he is in Cincinnati. In fact, I think Paulie could walk around a large parts of Cincinnati. Nobody knows who he is. In New York City, he's like, he's like a Derek Jeter. He's a superstar. So much so... That it was announced uh, a couple years ago that Paulie was going to get his own monument in Monument Park and uh, Yankee Stadium. Uh, he gave one. When I saw the game, we went out there and walked around the monuments. And at that point, he didn't have a monument. He thought, I might get one at some point, but I doubt it. But then George Steinbrenner and Hank Steinbrenner so loved Paulie, they gave him a monument in, uh, in center field in Yankee Stadium. And then last year, it was announced they're going to retire his number 21 in New York, and that's going to be like uh, the middle of August. And they kind of wanted to get it when the Reds are in town, but for some reason it just didn't work out. And so they're going to retire his number in about a, a month, and he's got a monument at Yankee Stadium. And I'm thinking, you know, that's not bad. And so and the thing about our hometown that I love so much is that you can be so-called rich and famous, or you can be a nobody uh, like so many of us are. And once you come to Cincinnati and live here in northern Kentucky, southeastern Indiana, wherever it might be, you don't want to leave. And whether you're Chris Collinsworth or Bob Trumpy or Paul O'Neill, uh, once you come here, you don't want to go anywhere else because it's a big city with a small town feel. Get around easily. Traffic is almost non-existent compared to other parts of the country. And uh, if you like uh, football, if you like college football being screwed up by ESPN, by the way, completely, if you like college football, you know, Ohio State's not bad. It was ranked by some quarters as the number one football college program of all time, beating out Notre Dame and Alabama and Southern Cal. So if you like college football, go watch Ohio State Buckeyes. Also, the UC Bearcats in football, Final Four, not bad. If you like uh, basketball, well, Xavier and UC, not bad. Xavier won a national title in in, uh, March, the National Invitation Tournament. Xavier ruled supreme. And, of course, UC's won two other titles. But you, you see big-time college basketball. And U.K., down the road, not too bad. In fact, U.K., by some sources, was picked as the top, top uh, college basketball program of all time. So a little to the north, the best football program of all time in our, in our city here. You got pretty good college football. And, of course, you got the Bengals. And then you got all high school football. I don't think there's any city Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati, in the, in the in the world that has more respect and love for high school football than the Tri-State. Then you go a little south of here, you got the number one basketball program of all time. Of course, throw in Louisville, throw in Wright State and Dayton, Miami. Not bad. NKU, not bad. And then if you like a little culture like uh, my producer uh, Dave, uh, the sheriff, uh, loves a little culture uh, in town, if you like a little culture, they have pretty good ballet. Uh, pretty good, pretty good pops and and the orchestra, and uh, all that stuff. You, if you like that kind of stuff, you you have all that stuff going on. And, and in fact, if you like an auto race, used to be Kentucky Speedway, but the Indianapolis 500 is 100 miles up the road is the number one uh, auto race in the world, even bigger than Formula One. 
So we live in a part of the world, and if you like to travel anywhere, CVG is accessible. Compare this to what happens in Atlanta, Chicago, San Francisco, and our airport is fabulous uh, under the uh, leadership of Jay Ratliff. And so why would you want to leave anywhere? And if you like high schools and colleges that are pretty damn good, you could do worse than Covcath or Beechwood. You could do worse than Muller or Deer Park or Madeira or Marymount. You could do worse than East Central. And as a consequence, uh, that's why it's hard to leave. And, of course, I live in Sycamore Township, which is the greatest township uh, in Hamilton County that hasn't any tax raises in like 15 or 20 years. It's properly run, and it makes sense. And if you like uh, b- baseball, of course, the Reds have had some good times and bad times. I would say of late mainly bad times. It's been, what, 32 years since the Reds have won a World Series, not likely to win one anytime soon, but nonetheless, they're here. And the Bengals, Bengals, when it comes to football, marched to the Super Bowl and, of course, lost, but at least the excitement was palpable. And if you like boating, that kind of stuff, I had a friend of mine, uh, Sean Donovan, that was operating a boat on the Ohio River a couple nights ago with uh, Stephanie Evans, and uh, they were having one hell of a time on the Ohio River, which is beautiful, incredible. Emily has done the job, and the Ohio River is now cleaned up. And, of course, there's all kinds of other lakes and things around that one may visit, including all the caves. So you talk about a section of America that represents the best of who we are. It is the tri-state, the 10 or 15 counties that surround Hamilton County. And uh, it's the best place in the world to live. And Paul O'Neill and many others have figured that out. And to keep it that way is going to be a challenge. So I want to make a connection now between Sri Lanka, the Netherlands, American farm life and what lies ahead. Sri Lanka right now, the, 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 the video is unbelievable. And this has been building for several years because Sri Lanka decided about four or five years ago to go, go completely green. And it's an, alter, it's an authoritative of a, a government. And uh, they cracked down on the farmers and on the currency and on the money. And they went green. And Sri Lanka is an island south of India. And uh, it is a mess right now. Netherlands is again an area, and by the way, the, the Sri Lankan farmers were told by the Sri Lankan government they had to cut back on crop development by 50% and also farm animals because the, the hoax, the sham, which is the green energy movement, is going to pay academics and others at the expense of farmers and those who cannot eat anymore because food's not being produced. The Sri Lankan currency has dipped to historic lows. There are a few items to eat in the entire island nation because of the green energy hoax, the sham that was perpetrated by the leadership. In the Netherlands, right now, there's a requirement by the government that there be a 50% reduction in the existence of farm animals because of belching and flatulence producing too much methane. They've gone completely green in the Netherlands. Now the farmers are shutting the place down because they can't take it anymore. In Canada, you might recall, a few months ago, the Canadian truckers said, we can't take it anymore, and they tried to shut down Ottawa, the capital, and uh, bring uh, the government there, uh, at least their concerns, which is the cost of diesel is skyrocketing. There's so many rules and regulations on transporting stuff that the supply chain is broken. So then we come to Germany, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. You might recall how Germany especially in the American media, loved German Chancellor Angela Merkel. In fact, in 2015, about seven years ago, she was named the Person of the Year, and Time magazine described her as the Chancellor of the Free World because she decided to take Germany, which is one of the world's top five economies, all green. And she got rid of all coal-fired power plants and nuclear power. She, she tuned all that down because she wanted to be uh, a green energy chancellor. So starting with the German economy, she attempted it to reset it, reminiscent of what Joe Biden is now doing as we speak. Joe Biden and the leftists, not the Democrats, but the Marxist leftists that control our government, is telling American farmers between now and 2030, seven and a half years, you're going to have to reduce your livestock by 50% because of the methane produced because of belching and flatulence. Belching and flatulence. We have too many cows passing gas. And that's causing environmental wreckage wherever we go. And so the approach taken by Sri Lanka and by the Netherlands and by Canada and by Germany has now been brought to the United States of America. We're in transition, according to the leftists that control Joe Biden, who is senile. And today the German economy is in tatters. Let me share with you a couple of headlines from the Business Insider. Quote, German industries could collapse due to Russia natural gas supply cutbacks. I'll say it again. German industries could collapse due to Russian natural gas supply cutbacks. Germany has as many natural products of God Almighty as we do. They have plenty of coal, plenty of natural gas. Pl much of fracking could be done, but for the last 10 to 12 years, Angela Merkel and the Germans have absolutely cut back on it. You can't use it anymore. The Daily Telegraph out of London recently described Germany, quote, as the sick man of Europe, unquote. Things are getting so desperate in Germany, they're now considering rationing gasoline and natural gas for major industries to keep the lights on this winter. They're going to require the Germans keep their homes at 58 degrees and wear a coat. 
in order to keep the lights on. How did this happen? How did one of the wealthiest nations in the world, in fact, one of the wealthiest nations in the history of the world, quickly careen into an economic ditch? It was her vision of a green future. Go green, right? It's a hoax and it's a sham. Right now, the EPA has succeeded in cleaning American waters and cleaning our air. It is wonderful. The Green Crusade, which has environmentalists uh, heralding a new world order, has nearly bankrupt the German manufacturing economy and the entire solar panels and windmill industries provide about 4% of the energy in Germany and about 7% here. It was her decision, and it's America's decision now under Joe Biden, against the advice of then-President Trump, to go green. You might recall that also the president told, told uh, Merkel in 2018, do not build the Nord Stream Pipeline 2 from Russia. You're giving Russia, President Trump said, the ability to blackmail and collapse the German economy. But Merkel proceeded nonetheless. He warned in 2018 that Germans would rue the day they became overly dependent on Russian President Vladimir Putin's energy policies. But Putin is the only one getting rich from Merkel's blunders. She negotiated trade deals with communist red China, blatantly undermining Trump's strategy of economically isolating the Beijing menace. In fact, she chose to align Germany with rogue militaristic regimes like Russia, China, and Iran. And so we now know what happens in Sri Lanka, in the Netherlands, in Canada with the truckers, and in Germany with industry. Because they believed in a green future, which is a sham, and it's a hoax, because we don't have dilithium crystals yet, and the energy produced by, by wind and by solar is completely inefficient to, to, uh, to, to fuel this great economy. In the American media, during all the time that Angela Merkel did this to Germany, steering Germany over the green energy cliff, took Merkel's side in the open dispute with Trump. You might recall the Trump the Trumpster said, don't build the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And he told Germany, use your own natural gas, fracking, oil, and coal. You have plenty. And uh, you might recall that our beloved mainstream media said that Trump had, quote, made war on Angela Merkel in Europe. And that NATO countries are running out of patience with Donald Trump. Here we are in July of 2022. Sri Lankans have rioted against the green energy deal, destroying their economy. The Netherlands farmers are being told to reduce by 50% livestock, and they don't want to do it, and they're blocking the capital. Canadian truckers headed up to here with the policies of the leftist socialist uh, Trudeau controlling Canada. And now Merkel is going down the same path. She was the chancellor of the free world, and we see where that all got us. And so I hope before it's too late, Put aside all the perfunctories of uh, January the 6th and the media's fascination with that. And think about the future in our country when so many Americans refuse to work, when the government subsidies for bad behavior are too extreme, when gasoline is dipped to like $4.80 a gallon and we're complimenting Joe Biden on him gasoline of $4.80 when during the Trump era, you paid as little as $1.90 for a gallon of gas with millions of American energy workers employed, paying taxes and raising their families. And today, day after day after day, Biden is again saying that you have to suffer.
You must go through pain as an Americans in this transition to a new energy future, which is a sham and a hoax. Uh, let's continue. I saw the other night on Tucker Carlson, a guest who talked about uh, what's going on when it comes to uh, when it comes to our energy dependence and what's going on with Cova. And uh, I'm going to put a call into him. He's going to accept my call. And we're going to talk about uh, communist red China, COVID and what's happening. His name is Stephen Mosier. And he was brave enough to share the truth about COVID-19 and the plans of communist red China. Communist red China would easily sacrifice 100 million of their own citizens to wreak havoc inside the United States of America. They don't care about human life. It's like chattel property. It's like abortionists who simply think uh, a little baby belongs to the mother and has no separate interest. So they're the same way. In, in communist red China and Planned Parenthood, abortion is a sacrament that must be honored. So Mosher's coming up. And then later on, Dean Regas will be here about 2 o'clock. Dean Regas is going to talk about this uh, star, this dwarf planet that uh, may cause the Milky Way to collapse. You talk about having problems, that would be a major problem. So let's continue with more. Your reaction, 513-749-7000. Bill Cunningham, The Great American, live. At your home of the Red Legs, beating up on the Yankees tonight, and Paul O'Neill on News Radio 700 WLW. Linda, how'd you like stars in the morning? Stars? You only get those at night. What about Chuck Ingram? The traffic star? Seg Dennison? The sports star? Jennifer Ketchmark? The weather star? You can have all those stars in the morning. Come on, Hollywood doesn't have that many stars. But Mike McConnell in the morning does. Did you hear that, folks? We can have stars in the morning. Get stars in the morning with Mike McConnell. Tomorrow morning at 5 on 700 WLW. You know, the great American here for Rhino Shield. I've been talking about them for many years. You might recall that about seven or eight years ago, I had Rhino Shield applied to my home. It looks the same now as it did seven or eight years ago. Summer is here. Take advantage of a 10% discount. Use Rhino Shield. I did to protect the Cunningham home. Don't paint. Don't vinyl. Go Rhino Shield and get a 25-year transferable warranty plus for limited time a 10% discount. Call now to get a free guesstimate at 888-RHINO-41. That's 888-RHINO-41. Do what I did. Protect your home with Rhino Shield. Don't paint. Don't vinyl. Go Rhino Shield. You're going to love the result and get a 10% discount. Make this the year you go to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Website, bonus. That's bonus. Enter it now. Hi, Bill Cunningham, the great American. And, uh, of course, it's been about two and a half years since the Wuhan virus was released on the world by Communist Red China. And just the last uh, few days, PBS is doing a story about how it started, where it came from. And they keep rounding the corner about where did it, was it created? Did it come out of a wet market in Wuhan with, with some bat or was it a rat or was it an armadillo? Or was it uh, specifically engineered for a purpose that has succeeded? Well, one man that's got the coyones to step up and speak the truth is Stephen Mosier. He's author of the Politically Incorrect Guide to Pandemics. And Stephen Mosier, welcome for the first time to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Stephen, how are you? I'm, I'm good today, Bill, and, and I'm glad we're going to talk truth about China. Let's do that because uh, the, for a long time, if someone in generally talk radio 
or in the conservative movement would say, you know, there's a good probability this thing wasn't uh, a rise from an armadillo or a rat or some other animal, that it was engineered in Wuhan, that that was a conspiratorial theory that was completely rejected. And Joe Biden, of course, refuses to talk about it. And so at this point, as we sit here now in the in the middle of July of 2022, is it arguable uh, beyond belief that the Wuhan virus, the COVID, was created by the communist red Chinese military in order to uh, militarize a virus? Isn't that the truth, the best we know as of today? Uh, yes, that's the truth as it stood in February of 2020, uh, almost two and a half years ago now, when I said it for the first time in the pages of the New York Post. Banned on social media, I was. Canceled, I was, hmm. uh, by the usual suspects who said that's a conspiracy theory. Well, it turns out that the people who said it was a conspiracy theory, Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins at the NIH and others, were in, in, in fact themselves engaging in a conspiracy to cover up the truth about what happened. And the truth about what happened is they were funding, ignorantly, uh, China's bioweapons program in the Wuhan Institute of Virology located in Wuhan, China, which just happens to be uh, the epicenter, epicenter of the pandemic we've been living through for the last two and a half years. I said it in February of 2020. I said it on the basis of 40 years of studying China. I was the first American in China back in 1979 and 1980. I know China like the back of my hand. I read, write, and speak Chinese. And it was very clear, very clear to me at the outset what was going on. The only surprise, Bill, was that we were funding it, and we trained the PLA military scientists in how to genetically engineer dangerous coronaviruses. How stupid can we be? Real stupid. And even now, Dr. Anthony Fauci refuses to answer the question is how many millions of dollars did you personally make by your uh, involvement with Wuhan and the licensing of certain elements? Uh, has the red Chinese government uh, now understand that they succeeded? Talk about the damage the Chinese government did to the world in the past two and a half years. They've never been held to account for it. The Biden family does big business and make millions of dollars from the red Chinese communists. They make millions of dollars. We're left holding the bill, uh, holding the bill for all of this. Now, describe two and a half years ago. Do you think, Stephen Mosher, it was an accident release or was it an intentional release? Because what happened the past two and a half years fit in perfectly with the goals of the red Chinese government and Xi Jinping. Was it accidentally released or was it intentionally released? Well, here's the backstory on that, Bill. Uh, China saw how dangerous uh, coronaviruses were back in 2002-2003 when SARS-1 was released and killed 10% of the people that infected. And so beginning at that time, over almost 20 years ago, they began doing research on coronaviruses. They sent their scientists, people like Dr. Shir, Shir Zhang Li, over to the University of Texas labs in Galveston. They sent her over to the North Carolina University of North Carolina labs run by uh, Ralph Barrick. And there she learned how to genetically engineer coronaviruses to make them more deadly and more infectious. And that's what she was doing with Tony Fauci's money, with our money, which was funneled to China through Ralph Berry, through, um, through Peter Daszak's uh, EcoHealth Alliance for years and years. Whole series of articles she published with Ralph Barrick and others and Peter Daszak saying how she was succeeding in making it more infectious and more deadly. And then in 2017, 
we have a secret speech by the head of the PLA bioweapons program, Major General Chun. Major General Chun Wei said this. She said, we have the spear. We need the shield. What is the spear? The spear is the coronavirus. It's the weapon. But you have to have the spear before you can develop the shield because you have to protect your own people. What is the shield? The shield is the vaccine. So they had the coronavirus, the spear. They were working on the shield. And to answer your question, I believe they were in vaccine trials in Wuhan trying to develop the shield before they released the bioweapon on the world, the spear. And it leaked out during vaccine trials. You know, if you have a lousy vaccine, you can actually get the disease that you're supposed to be protected against. And that's what happened, I believe. Once it spread throughout Wuhan, it was released on the world quite deliberately by the Chinese Communist Party, which was sending plane loads of infected people to places like New York City and Milan and Madrid and other places which had one of the some of the early outbreaks of the China virus. So bioweapon developed in the lab with U.S. technology and partly with U.S. funding. They were working on a vaccine. It got out and they spread it around the world. Millions of deaths are still climbing. The death toll is still climbing and trillions and trillions of dollars in economic damage. And we have a president who won't say a word against China. I believe because he's compromised. Sure he is. Uh, You said in the New York Post article, Stephen Mosher, quote, the Chinese Communist Party has a long history of covering up epidemics within China and then carelessly or deliberately allowing them to spread around the world, quote, unquote. Didn't the red Chinese government had great success if they could have gone back two and a half years in time to the to the October, November time frame of 2019? And if they could have seen the next two and a half years wasn't this a great success from their perspective, even though it cost millions of lives in China? They couldn't care less about that. But didn't they have a great success in releasing this virus on the world? And one of the silliest things is that they had plane loads of infected Chinese traveling to Milan, Italy, to kick things off, then to New York City in order to make sure that it spread around the world with no vaccine available because it fit the red Chinese government and, and in fact, an undeclared war. And didn't the Chinese government completely succeed in this? They're not held to account by anybody. There's no fine. There's no one in prison. There's no one looking at uh, the Chinese government saying, we're going we're gonna to sanction you because of what you've done to the world, killing millions of people. And didn't the Chinese Communist Party have a great success when they released the COVID virus? No, absolutely. They came out of it stronger. We came out of it weaker, uh, which is exactly the effect that they hope to have when they release this bioweapon in the world. Uh, the only person who wanted to call them into account was uh, President Donald Trump, who wasn't afraid to say the word China, wasn't afraid to put tariffs on Chinese goods, and wasn't afraid to call out China for releasing this thing on the world and put a travel ban on China. All that has gone away with the Biden administration. And what worries me bill is this is if we don't make china pay for releasing a bioweapon on the world and causing economic damage if we don't make them pay reparations to everybody who lost a loved one or everyone who fell sick make them pay reparations to everybody who lost a business because of the china virus then they are going to do it again why wouldn't they do it again i'm afraid the bioweapons program in china is continuing i'm certain it is And I'm afraid there's another coronavirus lurking in a test tube somewhere, maybe in the Wuhan Institute of Virology itself, where we have not been allowed in to see what's going on. 
despite two and a half years of request. It's still in the test tube somewhere and at the appropriate time, uh, maybe right before the next election in the United States, it will be released again on the world. They have to pay. If they don't pay a price, they will do it again. You said in this article, quote, somewhere in China, perhaps even at the Wuhan Institute of Virology itself, they are even now genetically engineering new unrestricted bioweapons. Anyone who thinks China's biotechnology labs are going to be used for noble scientific purposes is committing the same fatal error that Dr. Anthony Fauci did. Another plague is coming from China because they learned the last two and a half years this is tremendously successful. They got exactly what they deserved. In fact, the World Health Organization, the U.N., couldn't care less. In fact, when Joe Biden about a year ago said, let's study to where this is man-made or otherwise, when the results came out a few weeks ago from his own appointees that this was created in the lab in Wuhan, Joe Biden never accepted the outcome of that his own study. Why is that the case? Well, he couldn't accept the outcome of that study because his son, Hunter Biden, has received millions upon millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. He's received sweetheart deals from the Chinese Communist Party. And basically, I think the Biden crime family has been bribed into silence. I think they know uh, a lot about uh, the Biden family uh, that the Biden family does not want released. And so they're held hostage uh, to Hunter's misbehavior in China, and uh, they can't represent the United States. We need to be we need to realize that the Chinese Communist Party is at war with the United States. It has always been at war with the United States. They see us as the principal obstacle to dominating the world, and they want to destroy us. And they will use any means they can to do that. They will use trade. They will use currency manipulation. They will use drugs like fentanyl. And they will use unrestricted bioweapons like the coronavirus if they can gain an advantage over us. They think that their system, a one-party dictatorship, is superior to ours. They completely reject the idea uh, of any sort of conciliatory actions, of any sort of joining the current world order. They reject the rule of law. They reject the current uh, international law. They reject uh, the Bill of Rights, any human rights. They reject democracy, the free market. Everything that we stand for, they reject and they want to destroy to become the dominant power on the planet. That's what's happening right now. That's what Americans need to understand. They're at war with us, and when your enemy is at war with you, then you're at war whether you want to be or not. Stephen Mosher, I want to ask you the big question. Assuming this is the case, and even Biden's own appointees say it is the case, that, that the, whether it was accidentally released or purposely released, the goals of the red Chinese communist government, Xi Jinping, have now been attained. What would keep them in the months or years ahead to have a more uh, damaging virus released on the world that doesn't have a uh, death factor of uh, under 1% of those that are infected? How about a death factor of 70 or 80%? There'll be no vaccine, and they now know how to do it. They would easily sacrifice half their people. 600 million Chinese would die in the next wave of this virus being released, and uh, they don't care. They say that's fine. But what they want to do is destroy the world and take it over. What policies do we have in effect? What research are we being done on the next virus to make sure that uh, it doesn't happen again, which it likely will happen again? What do we have in our arsenal that can keep them from doing this again and again and again? 
Well, uh, first of all, we have to call them to account for the last crime against humanity. But look, it's 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 actually even more serious than than you just suggested. Believe it or not, uh, it's more serious because the uh, head of the National Defense University in China said a couple of years ago that the new high ground is biotechnology, and the most excellent uh, biological weapon would be a weapon that is engineered to target certain ethnicities. Again, let me repeat that, to target certain ethnicities to which uh, the Chinese people would have a natural immunity, but uh, people of African descent or people of Caucasian descent would not. That's the kind of bioweapon they're working on. They're also working on effective vaccines. Remember the sword and the shield, the spear and the shield. That next time they'll be careful once they have the spear to develop the shield and vaccinate their own people. So I don't think they're looking at 600 million deaths, not that they would care about the loss of no. human life in China, but but I don't think they're looking at 600 million deaths. They're looking at a way to cause massive deaths and disruption overseas in other countries uh, while protecting their own population, especially the party and the military. All they would have to do is have uh, 10 to 15 fully loaded jets of Chinese tourists that go all over the world over a week or two, 10 days, have thousands of infected Chinese just travel around the world and, and use respiratory infections and then simply go back home. And then society, as we know, it would uh, degrade. And and uh, uh, can we stop this from happening? Uh, thinking in the future, how do we stop a virus that we don't know the molecular makeup of the virus? How do we stop it? Well, we, we, we stop it because we taught them the technology. We taught them how to do these insertions to make coronaviruses more infectious and more deadly. So we know how it's done. So we should be able to detect it at the outset. But the answer to your question is we have to decouple. We have to bring supply chains back to the United States. We have to open factories here so that we're not reliant upon Chinese goods. We have to decouple our economies. We have to remember uh, that as long as the Chinese Communist Party is in power in China, it is a deadly threat, uh, not just to the Chinese people. It's killed 100 million Chinese. The Chinese Communist Party is the biggest killing machine in human history. Uh, it makes Hitler and Stalin look like pikers. Uh, we have to understand as long as they're in power, they're a threat to China and to the world. And we simply have to keep our distance from them. Well, good luck with that, because the communist red Chinese are creating fentanyl and deals with the Mexican drug cartel. They have tons of fentanyl flooding in this country. And then in addition to that, they got their biotech weapons ready to go. And we have a president and the presidential family is completely compromised because of the tens of millions of dollars beginning in 2016 that they started paying the big guy. And the media is all encapsulated around January the 6th. It's all 1-6. That's all it is. And here we have a current sitting president compromised financially. And the media in this country, except the New York Post, Miranda Devine and you, kind of refuse to even look into it because it's injurious to the Democratic Party and our media won't do it. But we got to run. Stephen Mosier, once again, the name of the book is Politically Incorrect Guide to Pandemics. I'm glad there's a voice in the wilderness uh, barking and crying about what's coming because we get none of this from the mainstream media. But uh, Stephen Mosher, thank you very much and keep doing what you're doing, and I will too. And thank you very much. A great show. Thanks. Thank you. Well, let's continue with more. Stephen Mosher, author of The Politically Incorrect Guide to Pandemics. And believe it or not, the worst is yet to come.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial. Plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Bill Cunningham, live with you every day at your home of the Reds, playing the Yanks tonight on News Radio 700 WLW. The Cincinnati Tri-State Area, an amazing combination of bluegrass, buckeyes, and barns. Here you'll find world-renowned amusement parks, aquarium, and zoo. Fascinating trinkets and treasures in our many flea markets. And for meaningful discussion of the problems we all face, we tune in to Scott Sloan. He's engaging, entertaining, and stuff like that. Join me, Scott Sloan, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock on 700 WLW. You know, the temperatures are stifling hot. The fuel prices are through the roof. A stock market meltdown is underway. Inflation is rising, and we're headed toward a serious recession. Folks, you have to save money on something somewhere. One sure way is by having your home properly insulated with USA Insulation. When you have USA Insulation insulate your whole home, they're going to insulate your entire attic for free. If it's free, it's for me. You heard me right, free. Eventually, the foam from USA Insulation pays for itself over time with lower utility bills in the summer and in the winter. How about you getting a free guesstimate and get your entire attic free when you have a whole home insulation from USA Insulation? Number to call is 381-3626. That's 513-381-FOAM or visit online usainsulation.net. Hi, I'm Margaret Kiljoy. I'm the host of Cool People Who Did Cool Stuff, a new podcast from Cool Zone Media and iHeartRadio. We all know there's a bunch of bad stuff going on in the world. And With the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, <laughs> is your strength. Numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Oh, boy, you oh, right, guys. So that's Joe Biden of the Biden crime family talking about tacos to Mexicans. That's your strength, Hispanic. In, in San Antonio. San Antonio. The home of iHeartMedia. Tacos. That's an outrage. Tacos. And what about your friend? Has that made the news yet? No, of course not. Oh, okay. Too much about January 6th to cover oh, this. I'm, I'm sorry. The, yeah, present, right. the yeah. present news doesn't matter, oh, okay. as you know. Okay. But LeBron what that, James. What was that? A Le, what was that? If, that? if that was a Republican oh that said God. that, he would already been impeached. Can you imagine if Melania Trump oh. had a speech to Hispanics oh. Oh. talk about tacos are your strength? Oh. My, oh. oh. <laughs> can the first lady be impeached? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a... Yeah, what's what's a? That's a Bogota. That's in Colombia, isn't it? I don't know where it is, but she mispronounced oh. that. that was, Plus, she 
has to pander to the Hispanics about Taco Tuesdays. By the way, this is Taco Tuesday, isn't it? According to LeBron, LeBron I down, James. I thought downstairs at Skips it was Thursday. LeBron James. What about it? Your buddy. Well, he said in a podcast, like a like a there's a podcast coming out saying, uh, you know, well, I think we got the cut. Do we have the cut? Brittany Griner. She is in Russia. She's been there over 110 days. Now, how can she feel like America has her back? I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America? So you got Brittany Griner and the bellies the and the belly of the beast of a Moscow prison. I'm sure they're treating her very well there. And LeBron James, who's a billionaire, yep. is saying, what reasonable person would come back to America? Just stay there. And then her, her, I guess her agent or somebody said if she was Tom Brady, she would have been back here within a week. But Tom Brady wouldn't have drugs in his possession in Moscow. Bingo. Would you agree? Correct. Let's say this, Segman. You're not too smart, correct? Sometimes, yes. If you were traveling overseas to right. a communist totalitarian regime... Which I wouldn't go to anyway, but go ahead. Uh, I'd have to be kidnapped to get there. Ugh. Would you take drugs with you no. and your luggage? No. And I, then claim, I wouldn't even have them near me. And then claim to be a victim. I wouldn't want to get on that show on National Geographic locked up abroad. And then have LeBron James say, don't come back to America. Just stay in the belly of a Russian prison where things are very nice, I'm sure. It's I, I don't know. Have what, I lost my mind? We all have. Sag, would you carry drugs into a foreign country? No. I don't even go to a foreign country. I stay here. Well, don't you go to Middletown now and then? It's not foreign. I don't know. It's called Middle Tucky. Willie, the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Tempstar. Heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar. Tempstar. Quality you can feel in Cincinnati. Call Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Call them now. 513-531-6900. Sports! What about Paul O'Neill? I oh. asked him the big question. You're walking that? into the pearly gates. Okay. To the judgment seat of God, Paul right. O'Neill. Right. Are you wearing a Reds hat or a Yankees hat? Ooh. Then yeah. I said. Then what was his answer? Can't say. Oh, okay. Then, <laughs> would you rather play for Pot Rose Lou Pinella uh -huh. or Joe Torrey? Or look down the bullpen. Well, what's his answer? Can't, can't say. say. <laughs> look, down the, look down to the bullpen. It's the All ninth right. inning. All right. There's Mariana Rivera or... The, the Nasty, nasty boys. boys. Who do you pick to close the game? Can't say. Can't. All right. Oh, he did say. He didn't say. Oh, okay. Derek Jeter or Barry Larkin? Number two or number 11? You know what he said? Can't say. Bingo. <laughs> How about Michael Kay or Marty Brenahan? He did say on this one. And? Can't say. <laughs> no, he said Marty Brenneman over Michael Kay. Well, that's good. Now, how about this? Oh, man, Roger the Rocket Clemens or Jose blame it on Rio Steinbergs Steinbergs who I would say Rio he can't say <laughs> Jeez. I'm saying must you have been must have been an informative interview with number 21 then an hour ago and then I gave him the big question oh, I can't, can't say you Are can't you? say what the big question was. I can say what the big question oh, okay. is you're in Reds Baseball in Yankees heaven. Yeah. It's the field of dreams. All Decades right. from now. Yeah. And the 1998 New York Yankees are playing the 1990 Reds. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Which team do wire you Wire to wire? Which team do you play for? And his answer? Can't, can't say. say. Secondly, Pot Rose Lou Pinella is rolling around with Rob Dibble on I the carpet of the of the locker room. I was there. 
Now, you walked up and pulled Dibble off of Pot Roast Lou. If you had not done that, who wins the bout? You know what he said? Can't say. He said oh. Dibble. Well, I was going to say. He said Dibble was in his prime. I think, yeah. And Pot Rose Lou. Say, Lou, would, Lou would have had a tap out. Was a little bit over the hump. Lou would have had a tap out. And this morning I'm watching on WWE memorabilia show about Ric Flair getting one of his classic uh, outfits. Here's robes. Nature Boy? That's him. Yeah. Woo! And I said Woo! at that point. Thank you. There's four heads on the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling. Are you prepared? Uh, Flair. I had Hogan. Yeah. Flair. Yeah. Stone Cold. Yeah. And Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. Now, who do you pick over those four, and who do you take off Mount Rushmore? Do you take down Stone Cold? Do you take down Ric Flair? What about the Junkyard Dog? Do you take down Hogan? What about the Sheik? Do you take down Dwayne Johnson? Who do you take down, and if so, who do you put up? Reds and Yankees tonight, Willie, in the first of three in the Bronx, the home of uh, Paul O'Neill. Graham Ashcraft up against Garrett Cole. I also asked them this big question. Can the Yankees tonight be competitive against the Reds that are baseball's hottest team, have won three in a row and four of the last seven and walk off fashion. What about because, Luis uh, Castillo? Well, Mr. Ca uh, Mr. Cole is not allowed two, two earned runs or fewer in 10 of his last 14 starts, one or zero runs in eight of those. So he's pretty good. Well, he is pretty good. What about what about Castillo? I asked him I'm that get, question. That what about minute. him coming to the Yankees? Can't say. Uh, uh, seven, wait a minute. What is the Mount Rushmore challenge? John Cena. Pretty good matchup there. But who do you take down? I don't. Uh, I don't know. Tom Weaven says Andre the Giant. Now in a real bout, I'm taking Andre over anybody. But I'm talking about wrestling skills. What about skills. the Ugandan Giant? Pretty good. How about, I love, what's his name? Akishi? Kamala. Kamala the Headhunter? Kamala, the Ugandan Giant. I'm not just talking about wrestling skills. What I'm about JYD? Persona. What about The Undertaker? Yeah. Pretty strong. Yeah. But I know who you take. Do you take down The Rock? Do you I take down Stone Cold? Do you take down Hogan? Do you take down The Nature Boy? Who do you take down, Seg? Answer the question. Who do you take down? Can't say. Go ahead. 605 of Sports Talk, RL Carriers Inside Pitch, partnered with a family owned LTL provider at RLC.com. Kelsey Chevrolet Extra Inning Show after, after the, the game. game. It's the first meeting between the Reds and Yanks. Since 1976. Well, it's 2018 in Interleague. In Interleague. Uh, New York stands 61 and 25. The Yanks are 34 and 9 at home. Are they going to be tonight? They're going to be 34 and 10. Can they be competitive tonight? Uh, John Morosi reports that uh, the Reds and Dodgers had preliminary trade talks about All-Star pitcher Luis Castillo. What? The Twins, Padres, Mets, and Blue Jays are also dialing up Nick Kroll as we speak to make the deal. Deal. What is the deal? I don't know. I'd like to know the deal before we make it. Middletown's Kyle Schwarber, the uh, leader of in, in the National League and homers, the, uh, the Phillies, 
going to be part of uh, Monday's home, home, run, home Run Derby in Los Angeles. Got a text here from Wayne Courage. You remember that famous meeting with you and Gene Okerlund at the waterfront in Sarasota? Gene what, Okerlund. Why don't you put Mean Gene on, the, on, the, on Mount Rushmore? Well, if you have a Mount Rushmore of managers or announcers, well, Gorilla J- Monsoon. Good, good, good old JR, J- Jim JR's Ross. JR's got to be there. But I, I think the main man is is Mean Gene Okerlund. I Would agree. You, he's Mean yep. Gene. Uh, Hamilton Westside All-Stars Willie took their first step in their bid to return to Little League World Series. Westside winning their 37th straight district title, uh, beating Loveland the other night. Now, how about this? Before you do this segment, I got a text from Bob the Bricklayer. Where did LeBron James get his money from? Us and Bingo. Communist Red China. Right. But he wants Brittany Griner to stay in Moscow. Russia is not worth coming back to America, and that's your buddy LeBron James. I'm not going to lie to you guys. A lot of stuff is going on in this world, and uh, basketball is just not the most important thing to me right now. There's a lot of stuff going on overseas. All my people are still in bondage all across the world, and there's a lot of dehumanization going on. So, you know, I apologize if I'm not going to be focused on y'all questions. You know, it's just too much going on in the world for me to just be talking about basketball. I got focused on this. Kyrie Irving, I would say him to kiss my ass. You know, I'm sick and tired of hearing about where Kevin Durant and him are going to play next year. I couldn't year. care less. Me neither. How about LeBron but ESPN James? ESPN is like 24-7 on these they two They got nothing clowns. to talk about. Who cares? I don't care. Do I you don't care? either. No. I don't care. But may I say it again? Kyrie Irving, kiss my ass. Uh, Philadelphia is going to play at Toronto tonight, Willie, in start of a two-game series. But you can't go there, right? Well, JT Realamuto, Alec Baum... Also, uh, Aaron Nola and Kyle Gibson. What about Novak Djokovic? Phil- well, the, uh, the Phillies, they are on the restricted list. Rio Muto and, uh, has been docked more than a quarter of a million dollars in pay because he's not going to play in Canada. He's refused the vaccine of COVID-19. What about, Co- what about Novak Djokovic? I didn't know that was a vaccine. Go ahead. Uh, Rio Muto will be docked $260,000. For two games and not playing. How much money does that guy make? He's a the catcher. Phil- isn't the he? Phillies have a half game lead on St. Louis in the thir- and for the third and N- final NL wild card spot. Are the Reds closed out yet? I think they're pretty close to having the X. Uh, the Associated Press and Joe K will put the X next to their name. Kyrie Irving. That means they're out. Kiss my ass. FC Cincinnati midfielder Luciano Acosta. Okay. Has been named a 2020 MLS All Star. What's his name? Lu- Luciano Acosta. Sounds like an Italian dish for so, dinner. So uh, they'll be uh, play. He'll be part of Can the. Can I say uh, that without offending somebody? Italian what? dish. I guess. You just said it. Taco Tuesday. First lady. Remember First Lady Tacos. Uh, Acosta will uh, join the the uh, MLS All Star team in Minnesota. Uh, go! go 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 go! August the 10th. Told him to take his medicine the other night. He still doesn't do it. In golf, the Justice Department has announced an investigation. We need it. Into whether the PGA Tour engaged in anti-competitive actions with this action in response to the Saudi-backed Live Golf League. And, of course, your friend Joe Biden is going to meet with MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, in a day or two in Saudi Arabia. Mohammed bin Salman, you know him. Oh, yeah. Good friend of yours. Going to meet in Saudi Arabia to beg him to produce more oil. Why don't we produce more oil? It was a famous African-American baseball player in America. 
Non gli hanno permesso di giocare nella lega principale fino a che aveva 45 anni perché era nero. E lui era un battito che batteva la And usually pitchers lose their arm when they're 35. In genere loro non giocano come sa. He pitched to win on his 47th birthday. The press walked in the locker room and said, his name was Satchel Page. Si chiamava Satchel Page. Allora i giornalisti sono andati nello spogliatoio. The commanding officer said, Satch, no one's ever pitched to win at age 47. How do you feel about pitching the win on your birthday? Tutti hanno detto, nessuno ci è mai riuscito a fare questo a 47 anni. Come ti senti averlo fatto il giorno del tuo compleanno? And looked at me and said, boys, that's not how I look at age. I'm sorry, what is it? Boys, that's not how I look at age. Ragazzi, non si guarda all'età. I look at it this way. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? Quanto vecchio saresti se tu non sapessi quanto vecchio sei? You're 65, I'm 60. <laughs> That's him talking to the Pope, right? Yeah. Satchel, he's talking to the Pope about Satchel Page. The Pope ought to talk to him about abortion. That's what I talk about. But it. Segment, get me out of the Stooge Report. We have uh, Dean Regis coming up. We got a problem. Oh. You mean you don't know which way you don't know whether you're upside down or a right side up? Uh, he tell I think I'm or the moon is a planet. I think I'm they drop and they drop Pluto. I think I'm gonna learn that sitting here, I'm not sitting here, I'm upside down sitting here. But we have a, another this problem. This building's more messed up than I thought. The solar system, Milky Way, may collapse in the next few years. Collapse. It better not. They make good candy bars. But no, no. It's the Milky Way's uh, celestial body in the oh. heavens that we're a part you sure? of. I think so. Oh, say, get me out of this. I like, I like Snickers, but get me, get me out of the Stooge Report. Willie, in honor of uh, what we've been talking about all day long, which is what? Can't say. We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. We are determined that we are going to deal with climate change and and have zero emissions, net emissions by 2050. By 2020, make sure all our electricity is zero emissions. We're going to be able to do these things, but we've got to move. We've got to move. And we've got to move the rest of the world. It's not just United States of America. He makes my bowels move. Segment, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Coming up next is all these other problems mean nothing if the Milky Way collapses into the Snickers. Now we got real problems. Dean Regis is next from the from the observatory on News Radio 700 WLW. Looking to sell website bills. That's bills. Enter it now. Hi, Billy Cunningham, the Great American. Of course, I worry about a bunch of stuff. I'm concerned that if I would go to the Antarctic, why aren't you upside down when you're at the bottom of the world? And it's the Antarctic, you're at the bottom of the globe. And assuming the Earth is round, many people think it is flat, but I think it's round. If you walk down to the Antarctic in the South Pole, why aren't you upside down? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Secondly, if you're in a plane and you're going 500 miles an hour forward and you pull a, a tennis ball out of your pocket and you throw the tennis ball up in the air, so it's not connected to you anymore. How come the ball doesn't fly backwards immediately? Also, Dean Regas, here's the question. Scientists have warned that if a passing star moves Neptune's orbit by just 0.1%, the resulting chaos could cause the other planets and our solar system to collide and then collapse. It's possible that Mercury and Jupiter will begin a catastrophic event that would make the Reds' uh, losses coming to New York Yankees almost unbelievable. Dean Regas of the Observatory explained, should we be concerned about the solar system collapsing? And if it does, what do we do? Well, first I'll start with, please, please, please don't worry about this. Uh, because this is like some, uh, some simulations some folks have done with their computers and doing some things for the distant, distant future. So if a star came by us, the ramifications of that wouldn't be felt for billions of years. So, so we have some time to prepare. Uh, little, we got plenty of time to prepare. So, uh, and then I'll also point out that there is no such star that is in existence that is heading towards us. Um, and so then that kind of renders that whole thing just kind of fun to think about, but not really uh, anything the realm of science. So, but let's play the game and let's be real fun and say, let's say a star does come towards us and moves through the solar system at just the right rate, at just the worst possible angle. Uh, and then it would nudge Neptune out of the way somewhere and nudge Mercury out of the way. And then you get chaos. Now, uh, yeah, that sounds terrible, but uh, the chances of that happening are basically they, they did it and they like ran a few simulations of worst-case scenarios, and even still, it only happened like .0004% of the time. So, whew, I can breathe easy, Willie. It's, uh, I think we're okay. Dean Regas, these changes will happen over millions of years, but the researchers simulated the situation about 3,000 different times. And 26 times out of 3,000, it ended with the planets crashing into each other. Uranus, Neptune, Mercury being ejected from the solar system. So if that happened, what would happen to Earth? Would we be in trouble? Well, so with the study, again, this was taking like the worst possible situation at the worst possible time from some fictional thing that doesn't exist. Uh, so, yeah, I could make some simulations and say 100% of the time the world ends <laughs> with that kind of data. So I'm not uh, – I don't, uh, don't want to totally discount it, but uh, this, is like, this is like playing with numbers kind of fun stuff, um, which some mathematicians love to do. Personally, I like stuff that, you know, in the real world. But, um, you know, this, this idea of planets switching places. Now, this is not something that's uh, fiction. There's a lot of evidence that points to the planets uh, Uranus and Neptune have switched places hmm. in the distant, distant past. So Neptune was closer to the sun than the planet Uranus was. The planets have changed their positions, but we're talking time frames of, you know, millions to billions of years for this all this to happen. 
According to this one expert, the sun is likely to expand and engulf the planet Earth and others in about 5 billion years. That's almost a certainty. And so you're saying the Earth ends in 5 billion years. Could happen sooner. I got some more tough questions for you. Are you ready to give me some answers? Well, I, I wanted to point out there's actually two threats to us in about 4 or 5 billion years from now. Uh, number one is, yeah, the sun's expansion and eventual uh, metamorphosis that would blow all the planets away. Uh, the other is our collision course with the Andromeda galaxy, which oh. that's when these stars will actually maybe interact with each other as the two galaxies uh, merge. And that's going to cause some chaos in the, in the solar system also. So both of those are going to be happening very similar time frames, four or five billion years from now. So those people living then... Boy, they got some problems. They, they hopefully Serious. figured out by then. Now, let me ask you another stupid question. Are you prepared for a stupid question? I'm prepared. I see video out of Antarctic, the South Pole. And every time I see it, the horizon is in about the same location. People are standing with their feet on the ice or the snow, and it's colder than a well digger's behind. Why, when you go to the South Pole, when you're upside down, how come your feet are not, uh, shall we say, in the air and your head on the ground. If I'm in the South Pole, if I'm in the North Pole, I'm standing upright. And I'm saying, okay, here's the North Pole. I'm standing here. It's cold, but I can stand. If I would take a quick trip to the South Pole, why am I not upside down? So this is partially correct. But uh, the part that's wrong is that, uh, no, you are, in fact, upside down here. Uh, wait, say that again. Sorry, you, you are upside down here. Wait a minute. To them. So you are standing upside down where you are. Right now I'm upside down? You sure are. If uh, You're talking to some people in Australia and Antarctica because they're standing right side up and they're looking down at you and you're standing uh, upside down. It's I, all perspective. It's all perspective. So who's right? Who's upside down? Who's not upside down? Well, I'm, uh, I'm asking you the question. In Ohio, you're telling me right now I'm upside down? That is correct. If you're, uh, if you're talking to somebody in Australia and they say, oh, which, which direction are you facing? Your feet are facing them. Uh, so you'd be upside down to somebody in Australia. Just right. like if somebody in Australia would be, somebody, it'd be upside down to you. So it's all a matter of perspective. Now, okay. If, I, if I'm at the South Pole, if I'm at the South Pole, and I got yep. it between my legs. Am, am I? And my feet's on on the ice, and my head is six foot up. You mean to tell me right. I'm upside down? No, you're upside down here. Here I'm to, upside to down. Them in, to them in uh, to Antarctica. So if, uh, if the people in Antarctica are looking down on us right now, so they're they're if they look down their feet, uh, we are down there through the earth, standing upside down to them. Just do, as you standing here are looking down through the earth and see them upside down down there. Dean Regas, I have no idea so. what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, 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 I think I'm upright. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think, I think I'm sitting, but when I, I'll stand up. Okay, I think my feet okay. are on the floor and my head's up. You're telling me from the Australian perspective, I'm upside down. That is correct. So your uh, your head is uh, yeah. They're looking down at your feet basically. So you're, they're they're wondering the same thing. 
No, it's all about gravity. So what gravity, how it works is uh, every, we're trying to fall to the center of the earth. The, the mass of this earth below us, this big ball of rock and everything is is so massive that it holds uh, this gravity to us. So if the ground wasn't here, we would fall to the center of the earth. We'd just be pulled, drawn there. Uh, and so people that are on the other side of the earth are also being drawn to the center. So everybody is standing right side up. And the center is where everybody wants to go, and it's a it's a weird thing. Gravity. We we know uh, we know how it works. We know what it does, and we know how to measure it and make laws about it. But we're not sure exactly what is the cause of it and where gravity comes from. Why does mass have gravity? It's a it's an interesting mystery. But uh, but yeah, we're all trying to fall to the center of the Earth, and uh, the ground stops us. I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's talk about the James Webb Telescope. Some pictures were released last night, more today. Why is it important to have the James Webb Telescope send us all these great pictures? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, this is the uh, telescope has been in the works for a long time. It finally launched last December. It's out a million miles from Earth uh, and uh, in this zone where it can hopefully take some great pictures for a long time to come. Uh, NASA has been kind of uh, uh, guarded with these pictures that have been coming out uh, slowly but surely, but they released some last night and a whole mess of them today. And uh, just the resolution on this thing, this is like a Hubble telescope times 100. At least that's what we're hoping it's going to end up being. Of course, the Hubble telescope's been working for 30 years, and this is just getting started. So, but if this is any indication, we're in uh, in in for a lot of amazing science coming from this telescope. And hopefully, it'll give us some pictures before you give me some facts and figures on uh, on like the Earth as I sit here in Kenwood. How fast now is my body moving? I guess upside down. How fast am I moving without knowing it? Yeah, so you're moving at a little bit of an angle because we're at about 39 degrees north latitude. So uh, the Earth is spinning around that, you know, the, on, our, on our axis, and the equator's moving around there. But so we're on a little bit of a slant here where we are. But you're moving at about 800, 804 miles an hour uh, to, you know, around in a circle where you make one complete circle every day. So that's just our daily motion of. Uh, uh, so you're really cooking right now. My body. Here we are in the afternoon on Tuesday. My body's moving about 800 miles an hour. Now, how fast is the Earth spinning? That depends on where you are on the Earth. So if you think of the Earth spinning there, and uh, you know, if you take the equator and you do draw the equator around the Earth, that's the, the largest uh, circumference that you're going to get. So that's about 25,000 miles around, that circumference. So anybody living on the equator is going a little over 1,000 miles an hour. The closer you are to the pole, the smaller the circle you're making every single day. So on the pole, on the North Pole, you just basically spin in place. Don't uh, move at all. But where we are, we're yeah, we're about halfway uh, halfway to the pole, so we're moving a little slower than on the equator, but uh, uh, but still pretty good. Still pretty good, around 800 miles an hour. How fast is the solar system spinning 
Troy, the Andromeda strain, how, how fast is the whole thing? Uh, the first rock from the sun, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is Mercury, and then it's Venus, which is quite warm, then it's the Earth, then it's Mars, then it's some of the other ones. How fast is the whole s solar system moving? Yeah, so our planets are all going around the sun at uh, varying speeds. And so the closer you are to the sun, the faster you go. So Mercury is going a little, about 100,000 miles an hour on average. Uh, and we're farther from the sun, so we're going a little slower. But on, a, on an average day, let's see, we're in July here. Uh, we're actually going a little slower than normal, so a little bit under 66,000 miles an hour. All right, so I'm moving. The Earth is spinning. The solar system is moving, and the whole deal at some point is moving somewhere else. And hopefully the, the telescope, not the Hubble, but the James Webb telescope is going to give us pictures that will tell us what. What's the goal of getting these beautiful pictures? How does, how does it help science? Well, I think the big one is it really opens up our horizons. It get, gets us thinking about uh, about the, the vastness of the universe. It, it, uh, it's humbling, that's for sure, but it also is really building up. I think that gets people uh, amazed by the, the workings of the universe, the swirling galaxies, and we're going to be seeing these galaxies with uh, unprecedented resolution, uh, distances, and then on the other side is that it's looking for other kind of planets, other other solar systems where there might be other Earths. And uh, there's uh, that's one of the things that you know I don't think we're too far away from to finding another place similar to Earth out there uh, in the universe. We're not there yet. We found about five thousand other planets around other stars, but not one of them. We can't quite tell with our current technology if they're Earth exactly like earth clones they can be earth-like but uh we still have a long way to go to figure out exactly what's going on on those exoplanets well at this point would you go you've told me before you would not go to mars for god's sakes much less going to the andromeda strain in fact how, how fast do you have to go uh, outside of our solar system to get to the next inhabitable planet how fast do you got to go for how long yeah, well, I mean, just to get off of the Earth is a tremendous feat. I mean, uh, when the astronauts go up into orbit, when they go to the space station, they're traveling almost 18,000 miles an hour. So you've got to go 18,000 miles an hour just to break free of the gravity of the Earth. So all the folks that went up to the space station, you know, William Shatner, when he went up a little while, yeah. he didn't go even nearly that fast. But let's say you want a, a, you know, the fastest spacecraft we launched is called New Horizons that uh, went out to Pluto, and it took nine and a half years to get to Pluto. Pluto. And then uh, it's still going, so it, uh, you can't turn it around. It takes too much energy to stop it and turn around, so it's still going out into space. And if it was aimed at a star, our nearest star, and one of our nearest stars has a planet, if it was aimed at that planet, it would still take about 74,000 years to get there. 74,000 years, and how fast do you have to be moving for 74,000 consecutive years? How fast? Just around 47, 45 to 47,000 miles an hour. So, 47,000 yeah, miles an hour. That's moving. You get to the moon in a few hours, but the next star, uh, 74,000 years. That's how big Well, I'm not taking the trip. And that's I'm, our closest star. That's, not, that's our closest star. Dean Regas, thank you. Good stuff about the telescope, but the solar system could collapse because of a passing star. You don't think it's likely? Uh, uh, completely imp impossible in our lifetime, and no star is anywhere near us for billions of years. So we, got, we can breathe easy on this one.
Dean Regas, right, thank you very right. much. And get excited about this Webb telescope. People, I know Catherine Nero is all excited looking at the images. She loves it. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully this is just the beginning. God bless America. Dean Regas, thank you very much for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. I still say if I'm standing at the South Pole, I'm upside down. But you're telling me I'm upside down right now. Not then, but all a matter of perspective. I'm upside it's down. All a matter of perspective. I know. Well, we're we're all upside down somewhere. So uh, it's, you know, <laughs> just just embrace it. Dean Regas, you're a great American. Thank you for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, sir. Keep looking up, everybody. Keep your eyes to the stars. Keep your feet on the ground. News Radio 700 WLW. The Cincinnati Tri-State Area, a fascinating land of culture and commerce. Our companies provide everything from soap to jet engines. Our schools and universities educate and open doors to eager minds. And Scott Sloan welcomes those minds for meaningful and entertaining discussion on the issues we all face. Those with less educated minds are also welcome. Join me, Scott Sloan, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock on 700 WLW. In a ride, Cincinnati is a community of bicyclists and virtual riders and volunteers, each making a commitment to defeat cancer. Western and Southern is again taking a leadership role in Ride Cincinnati, led, of course, by John Barrett. This year's events are taking place on September 16th and September 17th. Everyone, that means you, are invited to a weekend of cycling, entertainment, and volunteerism, and every dollar raised by the riders go directly toward cancer research and care. John Barrett says it is unacceptable that we remain the largest eligible city in America without a National Cancer Institute designated center forcing many of our loved ones to travel elsewhere for life-saving treatment. Go online, ridecincinnati.org to register or donate. One of every two men and one of every three women at some point will be diagnosed with cancer. This is a crucial time in the fight against that terrible disease. And Western and Southern remains involved in community events like Ride Cincinnati in September and the tennis tournament in August that rally the support and raise the money necessary to improve cancer outcomes right here in our hometown. As a marketer, you want to reach everyone, adults, teens, millennials, but it's not like these groups all hang out in the same place, right? Actually wrong. They're all right here, listening to radio commercials just like this one. Radio ads connect with 93% of Americans every week. That's more than Google, more than Facebook, more than TV. In fact, radio reaches 20% more millennials than TV. Want more of the people you want to talk to all in one place? Visit iHeartAdvertising.com and get AMFM working for you. That's iHeartAdvertising.com. You know, you're sitting on a pile of money. Help build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the Blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, <laughs> is your strength. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Oh, boy, you bonehead. 
Rocky, that was Joe Biden, part of the Biden crime family. Bodegas, none of the, the bodegas. The, the, the funniest part of that was that. <laughs> bodegas. Bodegas. That's it in shows Columbia. you how like, they are not in touch with the average person. The average person knows what a bodega is, right? I've been in a few. Yes. Kind of like Deshaun Watson's been in a few. But I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> not quite a bodega. Hey, honey. Hey, honey. Hey, honey. How about giving Deshaun a little? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what was yeah. that? What'd what you say? Now, what about uh, the Taco Tuesdays? We got your buddy LeBron James uh, saying yeah, your buddy that Brittany Grime she ought to remain. BG should remain Griner in Russia. It's so nice there. Stay in there. Brittany Griner. She yeah. is in Russia. She's been there over 110 days. Now, how can she uh, feel like America has her back? I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America? Of course not. She wants no, to stay, stay in there. Exa- Griner should stay exactly where you are. Right in the gulag and. Now, Rocky, when you travel tither and fro to communist red China, maybe <laughs> Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, and Russia, do you take drugs with you? And when you take them, do you? No, take, but yeah, you don't. They don't take them. No, I, I don't go to those places. But but I will say this: I, I I've, in the past have gone to the Bahamas a lot, and I always what thought it was important to like respect the the way they run things in their country. Did they do things I didn't agree with? Absolutely. But I wasn't going to go over there and start telling them what's what and how you should do it and what your law should be, right? Is that is that a reasonable thing to do? You mean the six million illegals coming across the southern border telling us what their needs are and we have to supply Correct. them? So where's the, where's the personal responsibility for Brittany Griner? Now, I'll tell you one thing. She would be back here in this country if you know who was in president. The Trumpster. Yes, DJT. Because what would have happened? Ukraine never would have happened. No. In which case, he would have called Vladimir and traded some Russian uh, oligarch in prison for something for right. BG. And BG would be home like you got those. Or set it off. I'll just send a drone over your yacht and we'll get <laughs> it done that way. Didn't get some Notre Dame players out of communist red China? You got somebody out there. He got a couple of basketball players. Newt New Rockney, I New think. Romney, he got out of communist red China. I thought I heard that. He called Hunter Biden. He kind of brokered the whole deal for some crack pipes and maybe a few. Do you see the bucks. deal or the video? He's in the like the flotation chamber at the detox clinic smoking crack. Do you see that one? I haven't seen that one, Rock. What Just the? Describe that again. What? So he, he's in a detox facility and goes in. I forget what it's called, but it's like a flotation chamber where you're supposed to like a. It's like a Zen thing, right? Mm, you know, you kind of mm. get right with your emotions right. and stuff. And That's he's what doing we need around here. Doing drugs mm. in the flotation chamber. Well, how about uh, we Joe? got enough room in here? Don't can't we get I, one I, out I, in I, the? I got plenty of room here. I we pray for that guy. That guy is is Hunter Biden's so far problems. gone. It's yeah. put one in the lobby. You always say what if. Jill Biden and Joe Biden had one biological child together. It was a, a woman who's now in her 30s, early 40s, who claims that Joe Biden sexually molested her when she was a girl. Now, I ask you a question. What if Donald Trump was in office oh. and, and one of his daughters said that my daddy made me take showers well, with him? The, uh, what would happen to the media if, uh, how about Joe Biden sexually molesting his... hours a day, they would not stop. Would, now, now, the... the Project Veritas guy has that diary, doesn't Correct. he? Yes, he does. And they uh, don't allow that to be released. That though. is not being discussed. Forget about the president who sniffed hair. Always had a little bit of a problem. But now his own daughter said, that screwed me up for my entire life, and I became a sex addict. My dad, Joe Biden, took showers with me, and I felt uncomfortable. And I'm thinking, okay, that's a story. Now, I ask you a question. What if that? <laughs> What if the question? What if that was any Republican, especially Donald oh. J. Trump? Oh, what if Melania Trump had talked about the uh, Latino people in, in context tacos. of tacos? I mean, it, it's every single. But here's the deal. This is why Bodega. 
the media, they scream their heads off up and down about why won't you believe us when we tell you what should happen because of COVID, when we tell you what the doctor, why won't you believe us? This is why. Because yeah, all the other stuff you say out there is total hypocrisy. So we're not, we can't believe you then, and we're certainly not going to believe you on so-called serious matters. And so. on this expert about an hour ago from Communist Red China who says COVID-19 was purposely released because they had the vaccines ready to go and they wanted to infect the world and see what happened. And here we are, tens of millions of deaths, trillions of dollars lost economy. They got exactly what they wanted out of it. And we can't cover this in mainstream media because it's a conspiracy theory. You couldn't even talk about it on Twitter. You could not give the alternate opinion of, hey, look, maybe we're kind of looking at the data here over, I don't know, like 18 months. And it's showing who's affected and who's not. And maybe these vaccines because of this, this and this reason aren't so much effective. Can't say that. You couldn't talk can't, about it. Can't talk. Can't say it. It's like, man, you can't say it. Think yeah. about how different yeah. the reaction and the the response to COVID would have been. Could there have been a, an equal sides of that issue discussed on a platform. Think about that. So a, a child who's now an adult comes forward and says, Joe Biden sexually, sexually molested me, my my own dad, and I'm a sex addict. I've had drug problems. And the story's out for like about six hours and just dies completely. Now, I ask. Again, when a story like people see that, they go, wow, shouldn't everybody be yeah, talking that's about that? Like, that's kind of like a big deal. But they, no, no. Yeah. Because January 6th, it's about Cipollone. It's all about uh, whether or not Banyan's going to have a trial next week. It's all about January 6th, not about the sitting president being bought and paid for by the communist red Chinese, the big guy. The guy has a big ocean retreat. He's been a dedicated, I guess, public service for the uh, last 50 years, and he's got tens of millions. Where'd that money come from? Just uh, It just showed up. Hunter Biden. <laughs> Just walked around just the world with his bag, your... bags of cash, and they put the money right, and they took it back to the big guy. And the media says January sixth, January sixth. By the way, with the January sixth thing, what the the goal of that is to get the truth out there, right? We want the truth of what happened on that day and you don't who the you don't, believe, you don't believe No, that. but that's what no. I was told. Oh, that's yeah, what no, the media told no, me. That's not about the so truth. So when it came out, when Cassie Hutchinson, everyone went nuts two weeks ago when she came out and said that. Among other things, Trump reached through the window of the beast and grabbed the wheel. Secret Service came out, uh, Reuters, I think, reported it. And Two said, of them. They said, that actually did not happen. Is the January 6th committee going to subpoena those people, put them on the stand, and, no. and ask them questions under oath? Because we want no. the truth, right? Can't That's what say. should happen. Can't say. So if that doesn't Can't happen, say. then Can't this say. whole thing is a charade, which we know it is anyway. Segment, give me some sports. <laughs> <laughs> So you're getting pissed off like I get pissed, pissed off. off. You ask me, I'm, anyway, I'm, I get getting, upset every day. I'm getting pissed off all the time about LeBron James, who is saying to stay in Russia, you're better off there than coming back to America to Brittany Griner. I'm not going to lie to you guys. A lot of stuff oh, is God. going on in this world. And uh, basketball is just not Another the most important goof. thing to me goof. right now. Goof. There's a lot of stuff going on overseas. All my people are still in bondage. Money. All across the world, and there's a lot of dehumanization going help on. Why so, don't he help him? you know, I apologize if I'm not going to be focused on y'all questions. You know, it's just too much going on in the world for me to just be talking about basketball. Like, I focus on this. See, here's the thing you got to be consistent. If you want people to believe you and, and get behind what you're seeing, you got to at least be consistent. LeBron James says absolutely nothing when it comes to China, right? And all the things going over there and the sterilization, the prison camps, all that. Why? Because he needs Space Jam 2 to make a lot of money in China. Says nothing, but he has everything to say about this country. I respect, at least respect, like AOC. She's she's a nut, but she is consistently a nut. She doesn't hit, pick one side or the other on on her crazy views. On I this. say to Kyrie Irving, "You can kiss my ass." 
Willie, the uh, Stooge Report Willie. is a proud service of Willie. our local Tempstar. Heating and air Willie. conditioning dealers. Tempstar. Yeah. Quality you can feel in Cincinnati called Sheldon Braun. At Braun Heating at 513-385-7765. Sports! Uh, Reds and Yanks tonight. Willie in the first of three in the Bronx. Can the Yanks be competitive with the Reds? Rock, go. I think we I think we have no. a chance. 605 Sports I, I Talk. Mean, I, I have no knowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, said it all right there. That's it. 605 of Sports Talk. RL Carriers Inside Pitch. Partner with a family-owned LTL provider at RLC.com. Kelsey Chevrolet Extra Inning Show after the game. Did Hutchinson you lie? Pull your, yeah. the stick out. Or did she manipulate the truth to come to a defined result the committee enjoyed? Lie. Segment, lie. Uh, let's see, Willie, two weeks from today, the Bengals. Open lies, damned lies. There's the Senate leader that Democrats elected in the 1980s of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> By the way, many African... You're, you're firing on everybody Many African-Americans, <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth, many African-Americans suffer from the Stockholm Syndrome. They've taken on the attributes of their oppressors and consider them their own, much like the Stockholm Syndrome. Say, describe the Stockholm Syndrome. That's in Sweden. Well, what is it? I don't know. You tell me. Go ahead. You're the know-it-all. What is it, Rock? It's when someone who is detained and held against their will somehow becomes sympathetic to the person that is inherently holding them captive. Kinda now like do you this, understand. Kind of like this show. That's like African-Americans are captive by Democratic ideologies that destroy their communities, destroy their cities, but they stay part of the Democratic uh, situation because of the Stockholm Syndrome. That's why, because the intelligentsia... The rich folks who are benefiting from this continue to lie to black folks to make them think the Democratic Party is after success for them. When they're not, they're after their further imprisonment. You might recall, Segman, the Stockholm Syndrome. Go ahead. You asked for it, Segman. <laughs> Amen to that. I got it. And I got you twerking this morning go. on EBN. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it, Rock? Say it ain't so. I'm not going to put hey, it up. They asked me, so I figured I'd do it. Were you doing the upside down twerking like that uh, New York State politician no no just turned around and no just turned around and sh- and uh, uh, shake the booty i don't know i don't i saw it well, i can't unsee it segment <laughs> keep your pants up that's all i can say i did you look like rikishi the ugandan <laughs> headhunter giving people the stinky I was face giving a stinky face to uh, kid chris you don't want to get that you know what i'm saying give me some more sports what about what about the pga tour you forgot about what that. about well they're under investigation I know. The uh, Justice Department is going to investigate the PGA Tour uh, uh, engaging in anti-competitive actions with its action in response to the Saudi-backed Live Golf Golf League. How about that? MBS is meeting with the president tomorrow, so Biden wanted to give MBS a little bit of an olive branch before they met. So he had his Justice Department launch investigations of Tiger Woods and the PGA Tour because of Live. You know what I'm saying, Seg? But but in the past, the PGA has never disallowed an an individual person to play or not play in certain tournaments, right? There's, so there's no precedent. Is that correct? No, I don't, you got to you have to sign up to be. If you're on the PGA tour, you're a member. Then they take this money and they put it off to the side for your retirement, the 401k, all that stuff. And you agree to abide by the rules of the PGA Tour. Now, are the rules legal or illegal that say you can't play in some other tour without our permission? They give permission all the time for players on the tour to go play somewhere else. Yeah, British Open, the Masters, all that. They have no determination on that. And here they're saying we're not giving you permission. 
They're saying you can't do it. Now, what about the Sherman Antitrust Act and the Clayton Antitrust Act segment? Give us the analysis between Sherman and the Clayton Antitrust Act, how it applies to modern golf in 2022. Go. I think that's the, the Stockholm Syndrome. What? That's got nothing to do with this oh, Sherman then, Antitrust. Oh, sorry. Okay. Please continue. Give me some more sports. Uh, let's see. Well, the uh, Cincinnati Bearcats head coach uh, Luke Fickle named to the preseason watch list of the 2022 Dodd Trophy. Of course, that was one of the ones he wore, won last year. But he won what? He won 69 Coach of the Year trophies last what year. What is the Dodd Trophy? I don't even know what that is. Is that the it's guy with the Georgia the Tech coach? That of the was Broyles. Oh, Broyles is the assistant coach there. Right. So, now let me um, ask you this: You you have the right now. You got the ACC. Not the AAC, but the ACC. Yes. What about AOC? What about... Yeah. She's a politician from Brooklyn, you <laughs> fool. What if you took the ACC and the Big 12, as it is now? In other words, let the teams go that want to go. Take the ACC and the Big 12 and form a conference with 20 to 24 teams. Well, I mean, logistically, it would seem like a better idea than the ACC joining with the Pac-12. They don't want you hear that rumor. They don't want it. It's too You far. don't want the Pac-12, especially without USC and UCLA. No, there's nothing. Big 12, the ACC should form a... Big 12 and the ACC could get together and say, all right, Florida State or Miami, if you want to go... It's close. You know, the, the teams are close. That shouldn't matter. Like, the, there's distance. You can't overcome that. It takes four hours to get from, you know, California to the closest how, how the place baseball? they play how about in the Mo? Big 10. I talked to Mick. How about Mick going on a trip from L.A. to New Jersey back and forth is 6,000 miles? back and forth to play a basketball game. Yeah, but they'd probably have to play, they'd probably have to go to Rutgers, and then they'd probably have to do like a three three uh, road trip, you know, stay well, How does the Eastern schools go out to L.A. and play two how games? The, how do the Olympic sports or any of the peripheral sports, how do they survive? Like the are you going to put the whole Olympic team on a plane and fly them, you know, five hours how across the work? country? Six, how six much money that is? Well, for a sport that at I mean, it, baseball? Spends, it's, it costs so much money. It makes oh. nothing. G- girls basketball? Put the girls basketball team on a plane. Baseball? Oh. Lacrosse. you got to work on this, Rock. The ACC and the Big 12. Get them together. There's like 24 teams that are going to be left after this, after, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, they, they leave. And, and so you're going to have... The Big 12 and ACC are somewhat closer than going right. out to California or Seattle or uh, Cornvallis or whatever, uh, Utah, uh, uh, Oregon. And so why not you get together, the ACC so you're calling and the a, Big 12? So you're basically you're calling for three conferences, maybe three, three. conferences That's of 20 it. teams each. That's it, 20, Or maybe 24. three of 15, 16 each. Well, right now, if you take the Big 12 and the ACC, it's about 24 teams mm-hmm. right now. So you get three conferences. The, yeah, three. the Big Ten goes goes ahead and takes Oregon and Washington, Dude, and then you, you got three conferences. Yeah, but what's the SEC say? Because they're running everything anyway. Well, you can pick up if you want. North Carolina wants to go, or Miami want to go, or Florida State want to go. Go the teams that remain, which are pretty good teams. It's unfair to Baylor and Kansas that have both won the last two men's basketball championships to be like irrelevant because if this two super conferences said we'll do going to do our own March Madness. But you're not football has been good the last two years. They've been pretty, a bunch of the New York Bears, New York the Bears have been good. Yeah. So it, it's a pretty good conference. The ACC and the Big 12. Can you get that done? I'll call my people. Segment, get me, out of done. The, get me out of the studio report. I got an idea now. And don't make a fool of yourself anymore. Willie, in honor of a beautiful day here in the Tri-State and uh, what we've been talking about for the last 25 minutes. Segment twerking. On... Uh, Kid, with w, Kid Chris at WEBN. He sent it to me. Yeah. I'll send it around if you want, but I, I would not want it. We leave you. Well, 
I'm, so we I'm, got Seg Man. Can we get, I don't know, Sarah Lease or somebody doing that? Not Seg? No? I think it'd be a better idea, but uh, here it is. I'm never going to talk to yeah. you again. <laughs> if you want to look at it. There we go. See? It's only about five seconds. That actually had a little style to it. I like it. Thank you. I don't like to see your pelvis moving in that position. You look no. like you're going number two, and it's difficult. Well, that's his show. He's got moves. Like Beckham. Bound we moves. leave you with the immortal words of the <laughs> Stooge Report. Take so fancy. You already know he's in the sports lane. From FC through Ohio. Can't you hear this gold? Remember, Seg's name's about to glow. Hey, hey, this isn't good, Seg. This is not good. Hey, hey, it just doesn't look good. It's, it's not a good look for the Seg man. Would you agree? <laughs> it's funny. Thank you, you got to be funny. Well, you got to yeah. have a little fun in life. Rock, you have a mission by Friday, if you can. The okay. ACC <laughs> reunite the two athletic conferences <laughs> on the brink of destruction. Forget about Notre Dame. You know, all all you got to bring, Rock, is bags of cash. That's right. That's I, it. I can bring Notre Dame in the fall. Uh, Talk to Jeff Pastor about the bags of cash. <laughs> Let's continue. Bill Cunningham with the Rock. and Tamaya. <laughs> Doing hard time, Daddy. On 700 WLW. At Coordinated Financial Planning, their fiduciary responsibility is to always be looking out for your best interest. Best demonstrated by the... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.